This is Hannah. This is Rachel. And this is What What I'd Like to Tell People. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Hannah. How was your week? It was good. I had the improv show that you went to. Yes, and had some snacks. Yes, Party Mix made over $1,000 for the Special Olympics. That's amazing. Yeah, we were not expecting that. So thank you all who came out. How are you? I'm good. I had a good week. I, I went to Mardi Gras at the Wharf and also went to your improv this weekend. So, oh, we also saw Pete Davidson. Oh, my gosh, yes. We saw Pete Davidson. It was awesome. And, and I don't know how we forgot. <laughs> The other comedians were awesome, too. We got to meet his friends and fellow yeah, comedians. Yeah, and they liked our photo. Yes, they did? Yes. I didn't see that. Yeah, they did. They both did. Oh, that's so cool. I did not notice that. Well, thank you guys for taking the time. And you think they're really listening? They should be. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this is the last week of Black History Month. We're trying to get this in at the very tail end of the month. Um, And being two white ladies, it's hard to kind of speak about Black History Month. It's kind of hard for people to be like, well, what do you have to know? So we definitely have thought about it all month on how to fix that. And we have, instead of interviewing someone, we have multiple clips of people that we have already interviewed and we plan to interview in the future. And they've told us what Black History Month means to them versus us telling you everything. So we want to thank Ambrosia and Rhonda for coming back because they're the two people that are coming back to tell us about their feelings on Black History Month. And then we have future guests, Ontario and Keely, who has also given us a clip. And I try to study a little bit about Black history or just the history in America, mostly through podcasts and listening to a podcast called 1619 or The 1619 Project. So that was the year that slaves came over to America or that we, they didn't we come. Kidnapped yeah, we, we kidnapped them. They didn't yeah. come over willingly. And we're kind of jerks. Right. And it's an ongoing project that is by the New York Times Magazine. So I just, you know, encourage people to listen to that. It's been very informative. And then there's a bunch of other things. And then also, it is the 400th anniversary of the arrival of them. And I didn't know this, that they came to Virginia is where they first were. I think actually it did discuss that with someone, but I didn't even realize. Right. So we are currently recording, unfortunately, where they were. And that makes sense because we are at the Capitol. We were, you know, like all the people that took them, you know, kind of congregated here. In the South, too. Yes, yeah, we're the the North of the South. Yeah. So the movement started to abolish slavery. So it started in 1619, and the movement to abolish was in the 1830s to 1860s. And so that's when they kind of gained strength, and it was led by, you know, a few people that we know, Frederick Douglass. I'm going to butcher the name, Sojourner Truth. He went by, like, Journey and things, and Harriet Tubman. And I love Sojourner. I want to take a second to mention Sojourner Truth because she was born into slavery in 1797 by another name, Isabella Bamfrey, and then she was 
she changed her name later and I, she really stood up for women's rights and I, I have heard her poem before, Ain't I a Woman? And I just was really kind of stunned by that. She didn't know how to read and write, but she spoke beautifully, spoke out for, you know, black rights, women rights. And I just want to kind of read something that she did at the 1851 Women's Rights Convention that was in Akron, Ohio. And it was from the Ain't I a Woman? We don't have time to go through it all. But this is what she said. Then that little man back there, he says, women can't have as much rights as men because Christ wasn't a woman. Where did your Christ come from? Where did your Christ come from? From God and a woman, man had nothing to do with him. If the first woman God ever made was strong enough to turn the world upside down, all alone, these women together ought to be able to turn it back and get it right side up again. And now they is asking to do it. The men better let them. So I just found that very, you know, like, that's awesome. A really like inspiring thing. Yeah. You know, Christ came from a woman and God, like if it wasn't for a woman. So if that's the excuse they're using. Then we should probably be using that quote more today too, because that definitely in our times right now. She continued to speak out for the rights of African-Americans and women during and after the Civil War. And then she unfortunately died in 1883. But she was able to you know, do all these things. Well, she was quite old. She was born in 1797. But the fact that she did all of this amazing... Right, started out as a slave. Right. I'll have to start to read up on her even more. That's amazing what she did. And witness, too. Right. So she's pretty amazing. And I just love Ain't I a Woman because Ain't I a Woman? So during this episode, we'll be doing some facts in between the different clips of people speaking. So we want to go ahead and introduce Ambrosia, who you heard last week. It was last week that was her episode. Oh my gosh, it was. Yeah. So we'll just go ahead and let her tell us what Black History Month means to her. So what Black History Month means to me, sometimes it's conflicting. I hate that we have to set aside a certain amount of time just to kind of focus on the achievements of African-Americans in um, the United States. But knowing the history and the struggles of a lot of the foundations of how this country was um, created, I know that we have to focus on it a little harder so other people can also be exposed to it. And I think for me, what really, you know, frustrates me at times is just not black history. It's really our history. It's what made this country. It's what built this empire of the United States. The country is built off of, you know, because of slavery, they were able to bring, you know, the, the labor over, unfortunately, you know, that was free and many people lost their lives. And then the struggle of the civil rights movement and the continue, you know, day-to-day struggle that we have in this country with racism, not just with black people, all minorities, even, you know, sexism. So like I said, it's a conflicting time. And I talk about this often with my mom and other friends because it's like, okay, why do we have to just say this Black History Month? We should talk about this every day. And I wish that schools and everybody would make it just a part of the day-to-day history lesson and, and understanding like, the full story of everything. And I know it's painful for a painful discussion. It's uncomfortable. But in order for us to grow, we have to deal with that. It's like with anything that 
you go through therapy for, I guess you could say, you know, you have to pull out the ugly parts so people can heal. And so everyone can understand because basically we have a generation of kids like my children are not really going to be far removed from what happened where I'm a little closer because my grandmother, you know, she grew up in Mississippi and she dealt with, you know, Jim Crow laws and all that kind of stuff. And I even asked my mom, who was born in 1955, she doesn't remember in Alabama. She said she does not remember segregation and things, which I find so odd, especially being in Alabama. Right. And but she said, no, she said I didn't. I don't know if mama, her, my grandmother and granddad kept them away from it or you know, back then, you know, you kind of just stayed in your neighborhoods. And of course, she grew up in a mostly black neighborhood. But we have to keep talking about it and having a discussion. And so for Black History Month, you know, that's the importance of it is to keep the conversation going because it will die. Because again, I don't experience what my parents or their grand, their parents or their parents experience. So I'm not going to take really naturally discuss this with my child because I, I'm just telling you what I read online or what I read in a book. So that's the importance of it, I think, is to make sure that every generation knows. There's so many people who, you know, I feel like every every year during this time, I find out a different person that I didn't know created something or invented something and they were black and like we never knew about it. So that's that's kind of how I feel about the history month. When you were saying that, it made me think of Juneteenth whenever we wrote that article and they, it got taken down because I feel like people aren't educated enough to realize that it wasn't a political or, you know, it was a true day. It's a true thing in our history. Right. Just educating yourself. And it's crazy because, I mean... I don't know. I, I, I think, well, I think what it is mostly is just people are scared. You know, it's uncomfortable. It's not something pretty, you know, that all the negative things that happened with civil rights movement and slavery and all of that. And people just want to brush it under the rug, but we can't. Well, I feel like we still have impacts from it. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Like, and we will continue to have impacts. Like, it's not going to, it's never going to go away. It's never going to go away especially like the hate part of everything because it's passed down. Like you're not born hating someone because of their skin color or class or, you know, if they're rich or poor, you don't, you're not born like that. Someone is teaching you that. It's the family, whoever taught them that. Right. Yeah. We got to teach our children, you know, the good and love and how everyone is born different. But yet, unfortunately, we still have those bigots in the world, unfortunately. So it's good to have a talk about it. Right. And maybe if we talked about it more in schools, kids could, you know, go challenge their parents. Not that it would be a pretty sight, but they get another view. Exactly. I think that's where a lot of people, when you hear about a lot of children even going to college and stuff, they go back and they're like talking to their family who unfortunately is less educated too. Mm -hmm. that. They're like, no, this is what is happening. And it's sad that they actually have to go to school to learn about that. They should be learning about that in everyday life. But it's nice to see them actually challenging them, even if it's way later in life. Well, I feel like kids can help parents even like even in other ways like I feel like I've seen people that have kids that make them a better person and like if you know like and if your kids coming home being like hey this is what I learned this is what 
that can kind of help. Right. And it's crazy because I was on it back during the election with Trump and Hillary. Mm -hmm. And because during the election season, my husband and I talked negatively about Trump and so positive about Hillary. Madison, who's five years old, is like, oh, he's a mean guy. I remember you saying that. Lady. And so it clicked in my head like, oh, that's how this happens. Because I'm not paying attention to that. She's actually listening and paying attention to me complaining about Trump. And this was way before we knew he was actually crazy. She she picked up on that. We appreciate Ambrosia for her sharing her thoughts on Black History Month. Here is an awesome fact. Electret microphone co-invented by James E. West in 1964. So we wouldn't even be doing this podcast if it wasn't for James. Exactly. And he even used it for um, communicating all over the United States, too. And and 90% of it, microphones used today, were actually invented by him, still on cameras and phones still oh, this that's day. that's really awesome. So now we're going to go ahead and listen to Rhonda. And she was on a few episodes. She's actually the very first Thursday of this month. And she talked about women volunteering. So she gets to kind of tell us what Black History Month means to her. This is Sharonda Wilford. And what Black History Month means to me, um, it's always been something that has been uh, a part of my life and the culture and me coming up as a little girl. Um, when it, I guess it really became really to the forefront and prominent when Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday became a national holiday in 1986. I was eight years old um, and then Stevie Wonder made a song about it. And so it was just every time, every year, um, I listen to the song. Um, if you guys never heard it, it's called the King Dream Chorus. And if you've never seen the video, um, I cry literally and I mean I'm talking about blubbery tears every year when I watch it and I get really excited every year because I'm like oh my god I can listen to the song not that you have to wait um until every year you know until the holiday comes up to listen to it but it's just a special uh meaning a special feeling there are so many people on the video and that um are singing in the song that are no longer with us and it's just a beautiful expression of having his birthday become a holiday so that's when it first really came to the forefront for me um but I was thinking today, um, and it was so very timely, um, I just wanted to talk a few minutes about Katherine Johnson, um, who, as we all know, passed away today. And um, she was just this fabulous uh, mathematician who worked at NASA and her life became a movie a couple of years ago with Hidden Figures and um, her, she was played by uh, Taraji P. Henson um, and it was a beautiful movie Um, and it's interesting because when I first heard that the movie was coming out, a lot of people were asking me, oh, what did you know this? Because I was a contractor at NASA um, for like seven years and um, towards the end of my contract for a year, I actually worked on site at NASA headquarters down in Southwest, never heard of the story. I don't remember being there, any plaques or anything, or just never any, just, the story just never came out. And I was like, how could I work there for so long? I had never heard this story. So it was very interesting. And it just made me realize that we have so many stories, so many stories that don't get told, so many things that we don't know about. 
so many people who have made inventions and contributed, you know, to the country and we just don't know about it. And those are the stories that I would like to see uh, put a little bit more to the forefront. Of course, we always hear about, you know, MLK and Rosa Parks and, you know, we definitely know those stories, but I would definitely, you know, like to see us bring more stories like Catherine's um, to the forefront. Now, it doesn't have to be made into a major motion picture, but hey, I mean, hers did and I'm glad she got to see that, um, you know, before she passed away today. So, so what it just ultimately boils down and means to me is that telling our stories because we have so many and just telling the stories that we don't get to hear a lot. And I would like, you know, for all kids to, you know, hear about these stories and know that, hey, everyone has a contribution and you don't, you know, have to have a lot of money or you don't have to live in a big fancy house, um, but you can create and you can, you know, be black history all day long if you want. So that's what Black History means to me. I like that. And did you know she's from West Virginia or she was from West Virginia? I did not know that. Yay. Shout out to West Virginia. Yeah, I it talked about it in the beginning of the movie a little bit about, and then she went to West Virginia State where my brother went. So there's. She did. That's correct. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah. So just fun fact. She started. Nice. So there's that's a thing. so cool. What's really sad, well, exciting and sad is uh, the Cole Museum in my hometown actually mm -hmm. is featuring her this month because oh. she's from, the, you know, like the area. Yeah. And my dad went to see it just like two. So timely. And then wow. it's like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So they're like wow. having a big display for her and then unfortunately. I mean, that's awesome. And then when you just see the movie and see how smart she was. I, smart is not even the word. Like well, she, she, she was like a genius. Genius. <laughs> yeah. She was mathematical genius. And she just and it was just like second nature to her. Just like second nature to her. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She just could and, do it. <laughs> and what's crazy well, that's is awesome. People were trying to prevent her from doing that and like what all she was able to create. And that's what's really unfortunate to me is that we prevented a lot of people that could have invented some really great things that exactly. could have helped us. Exactly. And it's like, I love that, you know, her story got to be told and that, hey, it can be an inspiration to young girls who want to go into math and science when it's always usually been, oh, well, that's more for the boys and we're more into, you know, reading or government or, you know, things like that. Like, yes, the girls can, you know, really make strides and make moves in math and science as well. So, yeah. 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 I appreciate yeah. this. Thank you guys for having me. This I appreciate awesome. it. I don't think I've ever done anything like this before. So again, thank you for letting me contribute. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for answering our call. Thanks, Rhonda, for also sharing with us about Black History Month, what it means to you. And I have to listen to that song that you told us about. That That's pretty awesome. So here's another fact. Refrigerator trucks was invented by Frederick McKinley Jones in 1940s. So all the produce that you guys that need to be in a refrigerator, obviously, and today uh, was invented by him. So you should thank him for actually keeping your food fresh and not rotted. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, and he received a patent for this invention too. I think that's pretty awesome. And it was very critical in World War II to preserve blood food and supplies oh, wow. during the world. So not just food, but blood. I find that extremely important. Oh, exactly. And the fact that he did that, and which basically could have saved people's lives too. So I thank you so much, Frederick McKinley Jones, for inventing all that. 
All right, now we'll go to Ontario. He will be coming up in our March episodes. We've not done his interview, but we have it scheduled for in the next two weeks or so. And so you'll hear that in March. So he's going to tell us what he feels Black History Month means to him. Hi, everyone. My name is Ontario Jones, and I would like to take a few minutes to share with you all what Black History Month means to me. Growing up every February at my church, we would always have some type of skit or play or a few lines of um, black history facts that we would share on each Sunday, all um, four Sundays in the month of February. I just remember always doing this growing up. It was a time that I would really have to like memorize a lot of lines or something for the play or the facts that were meant to be shared on Sundays. And every third Sunday, our youth choir would dress up in our African attire and we would sing certain like Negro spirituals um, at my church. So growing up, that was tradition for us. And then once I graduated and moved away from home and went off to college, that was something that was still heavily celebrated at my church here in Nashville, away from home, something that was always recognized and I always appreciated that. So for me, during the month of February, it's always a a nice reminder of how far our Black history expands and also some of the amazing African-American individuals that have done so much to help improve our society and our community as well. There are so many great politicians. There's some amazing athletes, amazing professors, and even just amazing friends and colleagues that I have that have done so much for many different communities, but especially the Black community. So for me, it's just a time to reflect and remember how far we have come as African Americans. And it's exciting to see how much progress we have made. I I still believe there's a lot of work needed to be done. Um, But I do feel like our community has has come a long way. And I'm very excited to see um, where we will continue to go um, and expand. And I I think for me, especially at the end of the month, it's like I, I always feel inspired. I feel really inspired from those that have gone before me, from those that are currently making a difference right now. And so I, I as an African-American, am, I'm always very inspired to be my best self. Uh, my parents have always told me growing up that it's so important to try and be the best that you can um, and be a, a role model for those that are coming after you. I've, I'm from a very large family and I have a lot of younger cousins, uh, male and female, that really have always looked up to me. And so I do always view myself as someone within my family that has to be a role model for those that are younger than me and lead by example. Um, so it's it's like a, it's like a pass on of the torch. Um, I'm inspired by those that have come before me from Black History Month. It's like I'm reminded of those, and then I try and pass on the torch that are the um, to those that are younger than myself to continue to be an inspiration to others and to just be pos- positive role models within our community. Um, so I believe that's what that's what Black History Month means to me. Thank you, Ontario. I'm so excited for you to come on in a few weeks to our show. And I really, really appreciate and it's really awesome to hear 
about your childhood and Black History Month and what it means to you and that you've carried it on. Exactly. Including the, yeah, the traditions and everything and empowering one another. So thanks again. And here is another fact. The three light traffic light was invented by Garrett Morgan in 1923. He only had an elementary education. And so he was a black inventor, along with being a son of a slave, that he actually came up with the most significant inventions, including an improved sewing machine and gas mask. However, one of Morgan's most influential inventions was the improved traffic light. Without his innovation, drivers across the nation would be directed by a two-light system. So... Thank you so much. We don't have to sit. Yeah, we thank you in this area where traffic is crazy. Uh, Yes, thank you so much, Garrett Morgan. (laughs) And up next is my amazing improv teacher, Keely Kirk. And she will talk about her grandfather. Black History Month is celebrated in the U.S., Canada, United Kingdom, the Netherlands, and Jamaica, and many other places in the world this month. It is a way to remember important people and events in the history of African diaspora. I personally am celebrating Black History Month because of my own grandfather, Tillman. He was an African-German-Jamaican, and he lived on the tiny island of Jamaica, but made a big difference. His father had come over from Germany and married a descendant from Senegal. They had 12 children, and my grandfather was one of these children. While living on that small island in a place called Westmoreland, he made his way from Jamaica to the United Kingdom and even to the USSR. He was a reporter. He was in the military. And most importantly, he stood for his beliefs and tried to make a positive change. In Jamaica, there are so many heroes. Marcus Garvey is well known. Paul Bogle, Sam Sharp, Norman Manley, Alexander Bustamante, George William Gordon, and we cannot forget the strong nanny of the Maroons. Jamaica's historic past from the Arawak Indians Christopher Columbus and the Spanish, the British settlers to the Africans and the Maroons have been filled with many challenges. Black History Month is also a time that we celebrate reggae, a very important art form that has become popular all around the world. There is a difference of idea when we celebrate Black History Month in many places, including Jamaica. Many think that just one month is not enough, while others think that we are many people in Jamaica of many different races, and it conflicts with our motto, out of many, one people. However, we're going to put all that aside, all the differences in opinions, and we're going to take this month, this very important month, around the world and in Jamaica, and fill it with vibrant educational and inspirational stories. To share all of these stories is to keep them alive and to honor those that struggled to make life better for us today, which also includes my grandfather. Happy 
Black History Month to all. Thanks, Keely, for sharing your family history, too, with us and letting us know that it's not just in America, it's all over the world. Yeah, it's world history, not just American or Black history. Exactly. Yeah, that's really awesome. So do you have one last fact to share with us? I do. It's about Mary Jane Patterson. She graduated in 1862 from Oberlin College. She was 16 years old, among others, moved to Ohio in hopes of sending her children to college. The daughter of a master mason, Patterson became the first black woman to graduate from an established American college. Oh, that's really awesome. And three years after her completing her studies, Patterson was appointed as a teacher assistant in the female department of the Institute of Colored Youth in Philadelphia, according to the American History Registry. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Let's stop here so our listeners can subscribe. That way they can be notified of our next episode. They need to also like us on... Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And now back to our show. We want to thank everyone who sent in a clip to let us know what Black History Month means to them. I think it was really amazing. We did some Skype interviews, actually talked to people. We heard from people from all over. Exactly. And it was just really, really awesome to hear everyone's stories and what Black History Month means to them. And I really appreciate, Hannah, and I really appreciate you guys coming on. And we hope to get to do more of Yes. Did you hear that Rihanna was a recipient of the NAACP President's Award this week? No, I didn't. She had a really amazing speech that made me think and made me, you know, kind of think about this episode and what I wanted to say because I know you know I am a white person surprise surprise (laughs) but I feel like I need to help not really help but empower others and and really study our history and know what our history is because I've had people white people many white people um, last year in, in the years before at my job I really tried to celebrate Black History Month and do facts and get that out because I did a newsletter and I had at least two white people be like, well, that was a really long time ago. I just don't understand why we're celebrating. But it's still relevant to this day. Right. It's still very impactful. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people are like, well, I didn't, I wasn't a slave owner. I wasn't this, I wasn't that. But we have to remember the impacts that it's going. And I might not have done that, but I need to make a wrong right. I need to, it might not have been me personally, but you know, everybody that's black, they weren't slaves either, but there's still impacts from that. There is impacts within society, within their families, within all of that. And it still impacts us to this day and where we need to change. We can't change history, but we can grow and create more awareness with everything because we're still learning a lot as a society and we need to figure out How can we, you know, change what happened in the past? Right. And I just want to like quote Rihanna from this week. She said, I mean, how many of us in this room have colleagues and partners and friends from other races, sex, religions? And she wanted them to show hands. And she said, well, they want to break bread with you, right? They like you. Well, then this is their problem too. 
So it made me really think it's it's my problem too. It's like, like I need to. It's our problem. Make sure that we educate everybody. Make sure everybody is equal. And I think that is the answer to our problems is just having equality. You know what? What does equality mean to me? Well, it means that everybody has a seat at the table. Exactly. And we break bread with everyone. And once again, you need to learn from your history, our history and stuff. It's not just because it was a long time ago doesn't mean it's over. It's still going on and we're still trying to build. Right. Because I, you know, we didn't just when when slavery ended, we didn't hand these people. Yeah, they were. It was supposed to be the forty-eight year quote free, but they the, we they, were horrible to and them. took it away. Yeah. Not you know they didn't have jobs. They were very uneducated because of us. Many of them didn't know how to read. So we were just setting them up for failure, and that's like generations of that going on. And that is why you know whenever they're like, oh, well, we have to hire minorities, but they're not qualified. Well, why? Why because are we aren't these, giving them these the tools opportunities or opportunities? As children, exactly. As children, exactly. Where you need to, where of course, unfortunately, other you had the North who actually did educate more too, where it wasn't later on, etc. Yeah. Like, well, there were still issues. In the oh, there was yeah, always but issues, there's, but at least we. As a country, though, we're growing a lot more and more advanced now that we're learning, but we need to continue putting our foot down to say, this is what happened. We need to give everyone an opportunity, no matter what skin, you know, color, you know, race, female, sexual orientation. Exactly. Yeah. So we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and we hope to continue the conversation and do some research and everything and also, on a lighter, not lighter note, but next week we are telling people about breast cancer awareness. So we are excited for that episode and it kicks off National Women's Month. Yep. All right. So until next week. Until next week. Bye, Hannah. All right. Bye, Rachel. And this was What I'd Like to Tell People.